0: Yivamos, perik Mish'ala five bit of an introduction to this Perik. When a woman or women fall to Yibam, to their brothers-in-law, so there's a Zika that exists, and the only two legitimate options are either Yibam or Chalitza, and that will be performed by one of the brothers to one of the wives. Everyone else who doesn't participate in the Yibim or Chalitza need not participate. They're free to go. And after the Yibim or Chalitza happens, so the Zika has been removed and all the brothers who didn't perform Chalitza, for example, um, are free to marry all the other wives' relatives. The wives themselves, of course, forbidden, but the relatives are, uh, per- their relatives are permitted. The one who does Chalitza, holelets he remains forever forbidden to marry the relatives of the Chalutza, as we said in previous parak and that's a dinder banan, because it's as if he married and divorced her and moreover he's also forbidden from re from marrying let's call the Chalutza. that's by force of a a uh, dinda ori I learned from the pasuk that says kasaisha lo yivne es beis achiv part of the script they say when they do the chalitza is thus is done to the man who will not in the future sense will not build up the household of his brother and uh, instead of saying who does not it says will not to teach you yivne in the future he will not either which means that the cholets, the person does may never marry the person who accepted chalitza from him even after the fact by force of a doraisa. But, as you saw in the previous paragraph it's only a, um, a love. More than that, in truth is that all the other brothers as well can't marry these women, also by, by force of uh, love, the same love of lo yibna. Now, that being the case, those two options, Yibn or Chalitza, there's no business whatsoever in doing um, the normal acts that, in, engage, create, or disengage, dissolve a marriage. So that would be kedushin when you give a woman either something of value, kesef, or star, a marriage contract, and you say harat mukudeshi but Zu, You're going to be engaged mukudeshis to me through the accepting of this item, a value or the star, like a ring, um, and then she becomes an arusa, forbidden to everybody else. So that has no place in the setting of Azika with Yibum, because it's as if Hashem already affected the Kedushin, she's already forbidden to everybody else, the, the, the widow is, um, and she only has the options of marrying these two, these brothers, um, who, so she's already a sort of half, if you will, muras to them, so to speak, by heaven, if you will, and therefore, um, there's no application to Erisin slash Kedushin, same thing, um, in the context of Yibum. And similarly, there's certainly no application whatsoever to giving a get. A get has no business in the context of yibum. The way you dissolve the Zika that is in the yibum scenario is through Chalitza. Um, So giving a get to a woman who's like a Shemir Asyavim waiting to do, you know, the widow, is meaningless. It's basically as meaningless as going to any woman in the street and saying, giving her a get. I mean, she's not your wife, so what do you give her a get for? The get has no impact whatsoever. Nevertheless, the rabbis said that since the Zika resembles a marriage in some sense, we're going to confer significance to the giving of a get, as if it's like a partial chalitza, a partial dissolving of the Zika. So it has some weight. And similarly, they gave weight to giving kasef or star, like someone that resembles Kedushin, um and that's like a halfway to getting married, a halfway toward dibum. In fact, um, they prescribed this l'charkhila. they said part of the Yibam process should be that before doing the Be'ila they're actually sleeping together first should come an act that resembles Kedushin rabbinically um, by giving her a ring or whatever and formalizing this relationship and they gave it its own special name we've seen this before in the Masechta the name is Mimer the word Mimer is the analog to what a Kedushin would be outside the context of Yebum, since no Conditions required in the context of Yubim. It has a new name called Mimur, so, so things shouldn't be confused. And we're treating the Mimur as if it's like a partial marriage, okay? And the Chazal gave these things power. Which means, so the impact would be, if a person's, let's say for example, one of the brothers gives a ring, Mimer, to one of the wives that their brother left over, the widows that are Shomeras Yavam, that are waiting for for having Yibam done to them, so then that would sort of lock everybody else out. Since they're now like, I'll call it partially married, if you will, Yibum hasn't occurred, but once one of the brothers, let's say they're two brothers, uh, Shimon and Levi, and let's say they're two wa- two widows, the wives, Shomros, Yavam, they are Rachel and Leah. Once Shimon gives Rachel the ring and says this is for Mimar, and she accepts it, so now the other brother, Levi's locked out. He no longer can do yibum with Leah. Evan agrees to that um, and if he would sleep with her um, so then although on a Do'araisa level that would be the evil act because the mimer has no effect on Do'araisa but Medorabban the rabbis say no it's too late and therefore we actually would force Levi to get divorced from Leah um, and the way to do that of course would be with a get so the point the main point of our parak here, is that the rabbis are giving are giving significance legal halachic significance to mimer and get, in the context of someone waiting to do yibum, it's only rabbinic least significance, mid has no significance, and therefore, a lot of confusing things can happen, where if you do mimer or give a get, prior to the chalitza or the yibum, so you have like things happening on two levels. On the level, nothing's happened, and therefore there's still a zika, and needs resolution with chalitza or yibum. but on a dor level now, their options are limited. Certain people can't get married to others. Their options of, you know, y- yibum can't necessarily occur after you give the get. The If you give the get, it's as if you're like sort of been divorced, married and divorced from her, so therefore you're forever more forbidden to her relatives and so on. So there's consequences rabbinically to giving of a get or giving of a mimer in the context of a yibum of a Shemir's Yavam, and so on. Okay, now... What exactly are the consequences? Let us just sum them up. They're really straightforward. Once a person gives mimer to the woman, so they're like, they're, they're half married, if you will, partially married. So now, even if he changes his mind and doesn't want to go through with the ibum, he wants to do chalitza, he'll not only have to do chalitza to end the zika, that's their daraisa, he'll also have to give her a get to dissolve the mimer. That's analogous to Kedushin. So she'll need to both chalitza and get after mimer. Uh, similarly, if one brother does mimer, it locks all the other brothers out as if he's like half married to her. So the other ones can't can't get married like I gave the example before. If they would, if after, I'm repeating myself here, I know. But if, if after Reuven gives mimer to Rachel, excuse me, that was my example. Three brothers, Reuven, Shimon, Levi, Reuven dies. So after Shimon gives uh, mimer to, let's say, Rachel, so then Levi Midurabun can never marry Leia, even though Midurais does a Zika. If Levi and Leia sleep together, although Midurais, that'll be Yibam, is forbidden and they're forced to get divorced because of, with a get, of course, because of the power that the rabbis are giving to the mimer. Similarly, with a get, even though again, get has no place in this story. But the rabbis are treating it with some significance, because since they're sort of married on some level, because the Zika, they have a partial marriage going, will give the get some significance in the context of ibum and they're, of a Shemer, Siyavim, etc. And therefore, if one of the brothers, let's say Shimon, gives a get to one of the women who are wedding, let's say to Rachel, so then it's as if he has done a partial chalitza with her, and that being the case, the other brothers are locked out from doing chalitza or ibum. Um, it's not a full chalitza, so still he needs to do chalitza now uh with her, in full, to serve the Doraisa Zika, but the option of doing Yibam is no longer open to him, since he's done a partial chalitza, he has a full chalitza, and he can't do yibum. and if he would, afterwards sleep with this woman that he gave a get to, even though Medoraisa, that's yibum Medora we forbid the marriage, and we force them to get divorced, again, with a get. Okay. Um, now, that being the case, on the on the on the let's focus on the get part now. So instead saying the get is like a partial chalitza. Uh, that will raise the question, how do we look at this partial chalitza? Do we look at it as a partial chalitza, which now has sort of resolved the question of where the Zika's resolution is coming from? And therefore if other brothers want to do let's say a second brother now gives also gives a get, will we roll our eyes and say, listen, one get had no place, we're giving it some significance, but now we're partially Done with the chalitza, the second get is meaningless altogether. It's the same as giving a get to some woman in the street. It has no significance. Or do we say, no, a partial get is got some rabbinic significance, but it's only a partial severance of the zika, and therefore other brothers can also give more get in and cause more confusion by also having more partial chalitza than the, those gets would also have halachic significance. So, although everyone agrees that the rabbis are conferring significance to gitan and Kedushin, what we call Mimer, in the context of the or Midir Abaddon. There's a machlokus, and this is how our Mishnah begins here. If a get or a Mimer, while it has significance the first time, um, does it have enough significance now to sort of lock everyone else out and, and let the subsequent get and or Mimers have zero significance, which is the Sheet of Rabban Gamliel? Or is the fact that since... The get is only a partial chalitza. It doesn't lock people out. And you can give subsequent get in. They'll have more partial chalitza significances, meaning more more women now and their relatives become forbidden forever by virtue of the fact that you, each person, each brother who gives a get to each of these Shomer um, Asi almost all these other widows, they forever become forbidden to those women's relatives by virtue of the fact that they're like as if they kind of divorced them after being kind of married to them. So that'll be the sheet of the Chachamim, and... the Okay, that's sort of the backstory. Now the Mishnah says inside. Rabban Omer, Rabban Holtz. get, achar get. He says, you one of these men, the brothers, can give a get to one of these women, and that will have significance of being a partial severance as if they did a partial chalitza, but that's it. One is all you get. The second... One is all you can have. The second brother to give a get to a second wife, one of the tzoros... The Halacha rolls his eyes and says, No, that's totally insignificant, just as much as if he would give it to any woman in the street, because their part the partial khalit is enough to stop anything further from happening. And similarly, Vlo Mamer Acha Maimer. Once one of the brothers, let's say Shimon again, gives Mimer, a ring, let's say, to one of the widows, let's say Rachel, so then that locks everything in place. The only person who could possibly get married here is Shimon to Rachel. But now Levi and Levi and Levi and Leah can never get married, Midirubannon. And that's it, they're locked in place. And if Levi would give Mimer now a ring to Leah, it would have no significance whatsoever. Because one is enough, and now those sort of things are locked into place. Therefore they would not be married and they would not need a get afterwards. On those two points we'll see the rabbis are disagreeing. Furthermore, it says Gamliel, there's no significance to an act of intercourse a second time after a first time. I mean, the first time, that's good old yibum. But if, let's say now, Shimon does yibum with Rachel, and now, let's say, Levi now sleeps with Leah, we'll say, listen, the first act, that was yibum, and now Shimon and Rachel can live happily ever after. But the second act, that was just a beelah That was just forbidden activity. They're bad guys, and, and, and nothing's gonna happen. Certainly it's not gonna marry them. They're just gonna, if they're witnesses, they'll need to get lashes. Again, the isr here is an isser, um, do of lo yivne. They can't get married after they, the has happened there. So that's that. Um, velo and finally says Rabban Gamil, also, once one of the brothers gives chalitz to one of, the widows, then a further act of chalitza has no significance whatsoever, um, because the game's over. Chalitza has severed all of the ties, and now it's like, the second chalitza is just as significant as if you walked some woman in the street and gave her chalitza. Like, what does that do? Nothing. The chacham the chacham disagree on the first two points. They'll agree on the second two points. They disagree on the first two points and say, yesh, yesh get achar get, yesh maimer achar maimer. They say no. Once the rabbis are giving significance to getin and maimer, like Kedushin, in the context of Yevamos, so that means if two brothers, Reuven, excuse me, Shimon and Levi, give two getin to these two widows, Rocha and Leah, both Gitin will have some significance, meaning forevermore, both um, Shimon will be forbidden to Rocha's relatives, and Levi will forever be forbidden to Leah's relatives. Midorai said nothing has been resolved at all, and therefore one of the brothers needs to resolve the issue by doing a chalitza. Um, none of them can do gettin anymore. Actually, they can do yibum anymore, because once you give a get, it's a partial chalitza, and therefore, rabbinically, we want to allow a yibim to happen. And if they try that, they'll be forced to separate with a get, mitherabonon. The get will be a deraisa, but the forcing them is the forcing mitherabonon. Same goes with the mimer. Uh, the first mimer has significance, so if shimon gives a ring to brachel, so then now they are half married, if you will. It's binding, and then they can continue on through with yibum. And um, but if now, Levi also does mimer, let's say with Leah, say the Chachamim, that act will also have rabbinic significance, meaning um, they also need to get uh, at least uh, at least Rabbanon. At least Midur need to get. Moreover, even after giving the second mimer, which is sort of meaningless, forevermore, the second person, let's say Levi, who gave the second mimer to, let's say, uh, Leia forever will be forbidden to her relatives if they were married and then divorced. However, the rabbis agree. Of all, they agree with Rabban Gamliel. Lo achar beila chalitza klum. That after you do chalitza or beila, you've resolved the zika. There's nothing more to talk about, and everyone goes their merry ways. And therefore, if after one of the brothers does beila, meaning yibum, or does chalitza and sever the zika, no, no more yibums or chalitzas can happen, and therefore if, let's say, Levi would do chalitza now with Leah after Shem had done chalitza with Rachel, that chalitza is meaningless, meaning that Levi could still marry Leah's relatives. She, he can never marry anyways, because of the existing Surim de Daraisa, but her relatives remain permitted. If, on the other hand, they did be'ila, he slept with her, so that would have no significance whatsoever, and therefore, and therefore, um it would just be be'ilis-nosts, and, you know, an Isra Dorisa, but no way to, to effect, um, like a even through that act.